Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the second episode of Stoned or Stupid. So, I apologize for how long the episode was yesterday. I guess I just wanted to make, like, a long first episode to upload here on Anchor. And, you know, I really apologize for the fact that I kind of rambled quite a bit yesterday. But today's going to be a quicker story, a little bit sweeter, shorter, and to the point. Uh, No fun articles today. Well, maybe in a little bit. Maybe I'll pull something up here to tell you after the story. So... Today's story is going to be about the sketchy friend who made the shittiest pipe that I've ever seen. But I mean, it worked. We smoked out of it. But it was something that I will never, ever, ever, ever touch again. Because this pipe, man, I tell you, this kid wanted to smoke so bad that he took a Crayola marker, literally melted the end cap off, shoved tin foil in it, and basically made it into a bowl with like one of those little ratchet pieces from a wrench set. I can't remember what the hell you call them, but I think it's just a ratchet. Ah, whatever. Somebody will tell me what it's called sooner or later. But here's the thing. Like, when we smoked at our one friend's house, we all knew, do not fuck up. Do not leave anything anywhere it can be found. Like, take it out to one of the sheds or take it out to one of, like, the RVs and, like, stash it in, like, a glove box or something. Like, because on my buddy's property, mind you, there was all these, like, broken down old cars from the 70s, 60s, and the 80s. Because I guess people would just take them out there and leave them in the desert on the property when no one was living there. Because this place was left abandoned for like 20 years. And, well, here's where it gets interesting. So, Sketchy Friend makes this shitty pipe out of a marker. And, you know, I tried to smoke out of it, but I was thought about it for a second. I was like, you know what? I don't feel like inhaling some melted fucking plastic. It doesn't sound like something I want to do to my lungs or to my life today. So I kind of like pretended to like ghost it and I was just like oh no like I don't feel like smoking then I went and rolled a joint and went outside on my own because hell no like I'm not smoking fucking plastic and so the sketchy friend after we're done smoking and stuff we're like yo take this pipe and go put it like out in the RV like if we need it we'll grab it later like put your bag of weed out there too like so that both sets of parents don't find it common sense common fucking sense am I right like Don't ever leave, like, your weed out on the counter when you're a kid, because if your mom comes in your room and finds, like, a bag of weed, what logical parent is not going to instantly want to bitch slap their fucking child? And that's why I never got caught. So, anyway, sketchy friend ends up taking this pipe, putting it into a paper bag with this bag of weed that has, like, four or five pretty decent-sized nugs. And, I mean, back then, this wasn't any premium shit. This wasn't, like, good kush that we were puffing on. This was, like whatever we could get our hands on at the time kind of shit like it stank it was like kind of dry and crumbly like it was not like the best weed by any means but hey if it got us high we smoked it so (laughs) i mean you really didn't get to pick what you got you just kind of got what you got if that makes any sense so anyways sketchy friend hides the pipe in this paper bag with his big bag of weed and shoves it in the bottom drawer of my best friend's dresser now, neither of us were aware that this had happened. We, we kind of knew that this guy was a little bit sketch to hang out with. And the fact that, like, he always kind of acted kind of weird when we'd hang out. Like, he would kind of be staring at us or doing weird shit. And then when we got older, he straight up was hitting us up and being like, yo, what are you guys doing this weekend? Do you want to come over and, like, you know, experiment with whatever drugs you got? Whether it was shrooms, whether it was LSD, some, like, acid. Fucking, this guy did, like, everything at one point. So, I mean, we weren't really that surprised when he ended up getting arrested years later. 
And here's the thing. My friend's mom was one of those moms that would, like, go in your room and, like, check your shit. Like, go through your dresser, put your clothes away for you, make your bed for you, pick up your toys. When we were little kids, anyways. As we got older, it was like she would, like, shut off our computers, turn off the game consoles if we left them on when we went to school. Shit like that. And she would go over my buddy's room at least, like, once a week with a fine-tooth comb. I mean, she would go through everything. Like, pull all the clothes out check the bathroom, clean the bathroom, vacuum my homie's floor, like, dust off whatever shit was sitting there that could possibly get dust on it. So she, of course, finds this pipe in a paper bag with, like, some fucking weed. And me and Chris were completely blown away because we literally sat there and we were like, yo, this is not, like, okay. This is not cool. Like, there should be zero chance that we get in trouble for this because we told her exactly who did it. We told her exactly where it came from. And the sketchy friend's mom, like, literally told us, like, my baby would never do anything involving drugs. My child would never touch that. This is all your kids, especially that Nick kid. He's such a bad influence on the boys. Like, he needs to not be around anymore. And I was just like, you know what? You really think I'm that bad? Like, just wait. Wait until this shit comes around. <clears throat> so, of course, my friend's mom is the type of mom, too, who is like, well, it's not my kids. My kid would never do something like this. Like, this is this is obviously not his behavior. This is definitely one of the other two. And I was just kind of the bad kid. Like, I always knew that I was not the most positive influence on my friends. But I, there's no way in hell I was the worst influence on my friends. Because I tell you... There was some pretty bad shit going on at the time. And there was a lot of people doing a lot worse drugs than just smoking a couple bowls of weed. Like, I knew at least two kids in high school who were completely, like, blown up on cocaine, fucking heroin. They'd be chilling. They'd be, like, they would smoke bowls and stuff with us and then be like, yo, anybody want to do a line? And we would immediately just, like, disappear from that scene, like, in a second. So, Sketchy Kid was one of those kids. And he never got drug tested, even though we, like, told his mom at one point, like, the stuff he was doing because we were worried that he was going to get hurt. No, my baby would never touch that. He would never go down that path. I've taught him better. He's a good Christian child. Mind you, this kid had, like, a USSR and a Nazi flag hanging up in his fucking smoking room with, like, hippie beads everywhere. Like, one of those little, like, foot-and-a-half-foot-tall bongs just literally sitting on his nightstand. But yet his mom swore up and down that he knew nothing about drugs and didn't fuck with weed and wasn't fucking psychotic. Anyways, back to the pipe. I kind of went off on a little tangent there. Friend's mom finds it, finds the bag of weed. Both the parents are basically at this point accusing it of being me and telling me all this shit, right? So best friend's mom calls my mom and basically tells my mom, like, hey, your kid's a fucking degenerate. He left a goddamn pipe and weed in my baby's drawer. And like they're both saying that it's not theirs. And the other sketchy friend is saying it's not his, like... I want to know whose it is, because I'm planning on, like, beating somebody's ass. I think the minute she made a comment about beating my ass is when my mom got kind of pissed off. And she asked her, she's like, well, what kind of pipe is it? Is it, like, a glass one? Is it a metal one? Is it, like, a tinfoil pipe? Is it, like, a soda can? And I'm sitting there looking at my mom going, wow, I'm really learning a lot about you now. Like, holy shit, that was the first time I really clicked in my head that my mom used to be a stoner back in the 90s. Like, holy shit, it was kind of mind-opening, actually. And she completely had my back because my mom knew that I knew how to make, like, a proper smoking device. Like, I knew how to crush up a can if I really wanted to smoke a bowl that bad. 
pop some holes in it, do the, you know, I shouldn't be explaining how to make a fucking pipe out of a soda can on the internet, if you want to know, just Google it, but my mom backed me up, because my mom knew there's no way in hell I was stupid enough to smoke plastic, which, even though, like, I kind of took, like, a baby head off of it, I don't really count that, because I was sketched out from smoking out of plastic from the get-go, like, that, that just didn't sound like a good idea to me, like, cigarettes are already bad enough, but imagine, like, literally just inhaling melting plastic, that's just a bad time, it's a bad idea, it's a bad thing to do to yourself and to your lungs, so anyways, my mom basically tells his mom, she looks at me, and she goes, you know better, right, and I was like, well, yeah, if I was gonna make a pipe, I'd make it out of, like, a can or, like, some tinfoil, my mom goes, okay, good answer, we'll talk about this later, that's a story for another time, but long story short, friend's mom basically tells my mom that I'm a bad kid and I'm a terrible influence and I'm not allowed to hang out with my best friend anymore but then the sketchy friend like kind of redeemed himself a little bit because he came back and like told my best friend's mom because he heard how upset I was about it at school he told my best friend's mom that it was his and that the weed was his and that he stashed it in, in Chris's room so that he wouldn't get caught with it at his house and Jesus man like it was a big bad thing and then my best friend's mom apologized to me like welcomed me back with open arms and I was just kind of like you know what I don't even know if I want this at this point like I don't even know if I want to be like friends if this is the way that like shit's gonna be but him and I ended up restoring our friendship hanging out some more and being best friends and smoking a lot more weed after this like it was kind of sketchy how much weed we smoked in high school like it was bad and the fact that we only got caught once the fact that we only got caught once blows my mind to this day. And you know what? It's only been about nine minutes. So I'll go ahead and tell the story about me and my mom having that talk about weed after this phone call with the friend's mom. So my mom basically sits me down outside and we talk for a minute and then we're like, you know what? Let's go for a walk. So we go for a walk up to the Circle K. You know, we're talking, we're chilling. And for some reason, it clicked in my head. I asked my mom for a cigarette because I was like 16, 17. And she knew that I smoked. So she hands me one. And I was like, holy shit, that worked. But we're talking and she's telling me her only rule with us as far as marijuana is concerned is do not get caught by your dad. Not even like don't get arrested. Not even like don't go to jail for this, but just don't let your dad catch you. Like, I mean, 10 out of 10, that's good advice because my stepdad... Like, he was awesome. He was a very good man. Taught me a lot of good lessons. But the sheer fact that, like, he had never done drugs. He had never experimented with anything. He had never been into that scene. So, like, anything involving drugs was, like, complete taboo. Like, I wouldn't even smoke, like, cigarettes around him until I was about 23 years old. And, I mean... Like, it still, it still would bug me to this day. Like, if I was sitting right there and he was sitting right in front of me, I, I wouldn't be able to smoke if we were sitting there talking. Like, it would just come off as me being a little degenerate. So my mom's one rule was, don't get caught. Don't get arrested. If you do get caught, please, just don't call us. Like, call me directly. And I was like, yeah, sure, cool, whatever. And so we go to Circle K, we walk home, we're just talking, and my mom looks at me and just completely changes the subject, like, completely messed me up, cut me off, like, mid-sentence, changes the subject because she sees my stepdad walking out of the house going, oh, hey, guys, how was your walk? Like, oh, man, that was one of my, like, best, closest moments with my mother. It was a nice talk. And, I mean, come on, it was a pretty simple rule. Just don't fuck up, don't get caught. 
Anyways, guys, so I guess we should probably end this with another article. Alright. Let's go into 420 News. This is from MarijuanaMoment.com. Montana County officials say marijuana legalization measures will qualify for state ballot. Well, good job, Montana. Find a good article. CBD-infused mouthwash works better than regular products. Oh, neat. CBD is a promising therapy in treating cocaine misuse. Oh, shit. Psychedelic therapists petition government for permission to dose themselves in order to better treat patients. Hold on. This is something interesting to read. So they're going to be dosing themselves with fucking mushrooms in order to better treat their patients. Okay. Okay. A group of terminally ill patients in Canada awaits word from the Minister of Health on whether they can legally access psychedelic mushrooms for end-of-life care. So basically, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with a trip. Like, what? Here's this quote. The fundamental reason to expose therapists to their own experiences with psychedelics is that unless you have visited these realms, you are likely or you are unlikely to understand their importance. So, long story short, like, you can't treat someone with them if you don't understand what it's like to do shrooms. Where do I get a job as a therapist where I get to do, like, shrooms and LSD? Like, huh, it's it's interesting. Oh, apparently there's a $17 million project to study the use of psychedelics to treat conditions such as opioid use disorder, Alzheimer's, depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Well, yeah, I don't know about you, but if I was tripping on shrooms, I don't think I'd be worried about most of those things, unless it was, like, a bad trip, in which case the anxiety and the depression could be, like, a million times fucking worse. Hmm. Denver decriminalized possession of psychosyllabin mushrooms. I don't even think I said that right, but you know what I mean. Okay, well, that was an interesting little quick breeze through of this article. Therapists are now using psychedelics. Huh. Neat. Well, let me know what you guys think about that, because, I mean, that's kind of cool, actually. I think it's interesting, the fact that people are finally starting to use, like, these drugs, like weed and psychedelics and uppers and downers and shit that are different from, like, the cultural norm of, like, oh, hey, you're depressed? Like, here, take, like, this fat stack of antidepressants. Like, I mean, I used to be, I used to be on medication for my depression, but you know what? I started smoking weed and got everything under control because I realized if I'm having a panic attack and I get stoned, the only thing I'm going to be freaking out about is how fast I can go get like some Doritos or a soda. And that's completely a joke. Completely a joke. I'm not recommending that people use drugs just because they have anxiety or depression I'm just saying, marijuana helped me in particular. It might not work for everybody, but I figured I'd throw that out there. And you know what? I'm going to stop this episode before I start reading way too many articles, because it seriously looks like I could. But you know what? We'll do one more. We'll do one more article. 
This one is from westword.com and it's our 10 favorite cannabis edibles for the summer. What? We have a rating scale for edibles, boys. Fix, P-H-Y-X, seltzer. Huh. They're bottled in glass bottles. Classy. So it's basically 10 milligrams per bottle. And that's crazy. Like, it's what's up with all these seltzers that's coming out? Like, there's a Corona seltzer now, a Bud Light seltzer. Like, seriously, what is the seltzer trend of 2020? Is it because it takes too long to brew actual beer? Whatever. Ripple Quick Sticks. Okay. It's a flavorless powder that allows you to dump up to 40 milligrams of THC into a glass of water. Holy shit. I... I feel, is it like, is it like a Gatorade? Like those little pouch things where you pop it open, drop it in your water and it turns it into Gatorade? Because that would be something that I would definitely be interested in eating. Mint Kudu Cookies. Huh. Thin, oh dude, they're Thin Mints Edibles. What? What? That sounds freaking awesome. They're from Blue Kudu. And it's a THC infused version of the Thin Mints. Ooh. I want. Next up on the list, Forbidden Fruit. Okay. An edibles line from the Giving Tree of Denver Dispensary is here to feed you all the pineapple, kiwi, papaya, mango, apricot, and cinnamon apple you want. But, oh, they're dried fruit slices, dude. They're dried fruit slices. You know what? If anybody knows where they sell any edibles that are like the orange slices, you know what I mean? Like the candy ones that are basically coated in sugar. If I could get a bag of, like, a hundred of those, I would seriously just never, ever have to buy edibles again because that is the only thing I would eat because it's my favorite, favorite, favorite candy. I don't know if you consider it a candy. I would. I mean, it's covered in sugar, so. I guess that makes it a sweet, maybe, not a candy. Next on the list, Dutch Girl's Strawberry Stroopwafel. Did I say that right? Stroopwafel? And one of my favorite baked edibles. And the new strawberry version is equally delicious. Ooh, there's a strawberry. Oh, so they're kind of like... Oh, it's it's literally just like a long little like pastry thing with filling. Cool. Escape Artist Strips. What? The company's THC Strips. Whoa, dissolvable on the tongue like those Listerine breast strips. So basically, you're like acid dosing yourself, but with THC instead of LSD. All right, cool. (laughs) Became popular in the early 2000s. Yeah, I wonder why they got so popular. Sour lemon and cool mint. Ooh. Pro tip, if you wedge the strips in between your cheek and gums on the upper or lower jawline, the THC will be absorbed sublingually and kick in faster than swallowing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess that's how that works. Coda Signature Caramel and Corn Bar. All right. All right. All right. So it's basically caramel and corn in a candy bar. It's caramelized white chocolate bar with sea salt, popcorn, and THC. Yo, that actually sounds pretty fire. Legal Beverages. Okay. Oh, Legal is the name of the country. Oh, so they're another, they're another CBD one. Neat. Wonder Sticks. Okay, so it's Pixie Sticks. Pixie Sticks. 
bitchin'. So it's it's pixie sticks with weed in it. Dialed in rosin gummies. Oh, jeez. Miss the earthy, piney taste of weed in their edibles from the medical-only days years ago. Actually, that's one of the things that I don't miss because I remember back then when you bought an edible, you could, like, straight-up taste the weed in it. Like, it was so super bad. Like, you could eat, like, a cupcake that had weed infused in it, no matter what you used. And if it was worth eating, you always knew. Because you could, like, taste the weed in it. You knew. The minute you took a bite into it or smelled it baking that it was inedible. My favorite used to be brownies and Rice Krispie treats. And I used to take them to school in my lunch bag when me and my friends would make them at the one homie's house. Kids, don't ever do drugs when you're in school, especially not if you're, like, trying to graduate and be productive. I mean, I graduated, and I'm trying to be productive as an adult, but back then, like, I basically smoked weed, hung out with my friends, did homework, and slept a lot. Like, that was basically my entire life. Alright, well, that was fun. So that's the top ten favorite edibles from Westward. Okay, guys, well, I'm gonna end this episode here. We're already at 20 minutes, and I don't want to go on for too long like I did yesterday. But I hope you guys enjoyed. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and upload this straight up to Anchor. And you guys, feel free to check it out. Give it a listen. I will talk to all of you later. Goodbye.